Hi, Mel. Hi, Josie. This is a bit new and different, isn't it? It is. We've said, we said we were going to do it. We did. It took us six episodes, so <laughs> yeah. almost half the podcast season mm-hmm. to do it. But we are finally doing Mystery Minute. Mystery Minutes. We're true to our word, guys, eventually. Eventually. Eventually we got there. Yeah. To be fair, I did travel a fair bit and we were doing like episodes in advance. Yes. And we're kind of just in our rhythm now because I'm never going anywhere again because I have no annual leave left. Yeah. I'm not either because yeah. I took four months off yeah. to go so travel around Australia. We're here and we're in your ears twice a week. Yes. Hopefully. We're looking at Tuesday and Friday, but also who knows? Who knows? Don't hold us to it, okay? Don't take everything we say with a grain of salt, always. A huge bag of a, rock a, salt. A giant bag of that Himalayan salt <laughs> stuff that's like really good. Mm, mm, that's really good. The pink one. And I don't think it's actually from the Himalayas always. It can't possibly all be coming from the Himalayas. Yeah. Maybe it's just the name of it. Like saying you've got a Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, the dog isn't from, from Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Mm. Imagine if it was from Yorkshire. <laughs> Every dog is born there. Kate literally said to me, my sister literally said to me the other day, she goes, if we're talking, so we've got, I've got a new puppy. Well, my mum has a puppy, which means I therefore have a puppy mm-hmm. because I'm there all the time playing with it. Mm-hmm. And Kate goes, why is it that we talk English around Millie all the time, but she doesn't learn to speak English? <laughs> and I was like, that's... So ridiculous. That's and yet so deep. I am wondering. Was she um injecting bongs at that time? Oh, she probably was That's injecting a very so injecting many bongs. bongs. Marijuana. The marijuana. It's so funny Comment. that we were talking about that because I got in the mail yesterday one of those like letterbox <laughs> drop things and it was one of those completely naff yeah. like anti-drug pamphlets that will not convince anybody mm. to stop taking drugs, but will absolutely convince some baby boomers to freak out yes. about their children about the taking the marijuana's. And it had like all the slang terms for all the different drugs and that they start with alcohol and it had things like sauce and like tinnies. And we were like, well, no, that's just a, a tinny is, is a, like, is a beer can. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like you pull out a bottle of Chardonnay. You're like, can I interest you in a tinny? In some like, tinny. Yeah. Would no. you like some tinny? Yeah. They were, they were way off. It's definitely written by someone that is straight edge and doesn't do those things. Oh, and has never seen a tinny in and their life. And it's like, yes, tinnies, I believe that's alcohol. Put that down. Write that down. Um, but anyway, Mystery Minutes is basically mm. just us talking shit. So we talk less shit in the podcast. Yes, because look, some people enjoy the talking of the shit. Some people don't. We'll still do a little bit of banter, obviously, in the normal episodes. That's not going away. We're not turning serious. This no, no, no. case file. But this is just, we're just going to chat. And we're not limited to Australian mysteries and an hour. No, we can do we anything can do we fucking the, want. We can talk about whatever we want. It will all be vaguely crime related. I mean, again, don't hold us to it. But Giant bag of Himalayan yeah. salt. Keep it by you. Keep it right next to you and just keep taking down those your grains. <laughs> keep taking them. <laughs> um. So what are we talking about today, Mel? Well, you've been talking in my ear constantly about Dirty John. I have. But the show. Yes, but not in the way of like, oh my God, I've watched it all. Let's talk about it. Because I've only watched two episodes. So I'm in no way the authority here to talk about it. I watched the credits of the first episode. Right. So, so that's as really much as I'm going to... Con- well, no, it's not that it hasn't grabbed me. I think it's that thing where... You know, a year ago or more, I was obsessed with Dirty John, obviously. Yeah. 
like we all were. And then now it's been almost too long and so mm. many other – like if Teacher's Pet brought out a mm. TV show right now, I'd yeah. be like – You've moved on mentally. I'd be like, it would be like me injecting bong, but it would be Teacher's Pet. <laughs> you inject Teacher's Pet, the series, <laughs> yeah. straight into your veins. Yeah, because I'm like super in that zone still. But if it, like, I think it's just been too long and so I sort of mm. lost the excitement for it. But I'm hearing good things. Well, I'm just, and I wrote this to you last night, I just can't, and this is so bad, and this is a safe space so no one judges. It's totally me. a safe space. But I can't help but victim blame. Debra. Yeah. And maybe it's the way Connie Britton plays her. But I'm just like, it's episode two and there's already so many red flags. And I'm just like, literally there's a draw. If you haven't watched Dirty John, skip past this. He has a draw where he has his fucking arrest records. And yes, she's a bit like shaken about it. But like, there's six more episodes to go. Clearly she doesn't (laughs) just dump his ass. How's it going to get worse than this? It's just. And it's taking me back to listening to it and the amount of times I'd be walking on the street to work listening to it and I'd exclaim out loud, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because, yeah, at first her kids are just really off him. Yeah. But that and they go to therapy in the show and it kind of shows that, yeah, she's been married four times. They've got some issues around trust with Mm -hmm. men and the men she's seeing. So it's probably an inbuilt prejudice already yeah and then he's a bit creepy yeah and they decide that he's bad but then there's fucking evidence like staring her in the face and then he starts being creepy to her and she still like hangs around way too long and yeah. puts her family in danger yeah and i'm just like deborah you're a smart woman you run a business you're a successful woman just- it is so wild because it's sort of like if he if he was saying to her oh babe like I went to jail a few times, mm, but it's, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm reformed. I'm like a good person. I swear, blah blah blah. Then I would feel like, okay, I can see how someone would just like, you know, if you're in love with someone mm. and you've also like been around the ringer, been sorry, been through the ringer. Yes, in before. terms of relationships, yeah. maybe you're like, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. I'm going to make this work. You know, I'll forgive him. But when it's literally like you're finding secret shit, yes, it's kind of I like, know. dude, he's not even admitting this shit to you. That makes yeah. it 50 million times worse. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's women that are in abusive relationships and I never want to judge that because it's like, it's a deep thing. You don't know what's going on there. But she's known him for four seconds. Like, it's not like she's so deeply entrenched. In the show, he says, I love you before she says it. Yeah. So it's not like she's so... I just don't un- – I, I just personally can't understand the hold he has over her because I'm not in the situation. But it, I feel it like makes it has for very frustrating viewing. It must be something like when you're in that situation. Like I'm sure there are people, women, who are like, mm. no, this is totally – makes sense. And obviously it's a yeah. true story. So like yes, it does it happen. Happened. Yeah. But yeah, like watching it from the outside – and this is always the way as well from the outside. It's like when you're like – you know, watching even just a scary movie and you're like, don't go running through yeah. the park and like don't go yeah. walking down there. But then it's like... You never know until you're in that situation. Yeah. Like what you would do. But um, I think the show itself, aside from my general angst around the storyline, I think she's good. I think he's good. The daughters are a bit annoying. Yeah. I thought they were much more... They were very sassy in the podcast, especially yes. the older one. Yes. But, like, they really play up the Orange County, oh, like, yeah. Marissa Laguna and Beach. Summer vibes. Mm. And I just, even though one of them had a safe for her Birkins 
in the show and in the podcast, she still was very whip smart. Like she was the one straight away that was like, he's dodgy. Yeah. She wasn't dumb. And they yeah. just seem a bit dumber in the show. Yeah, like they're playing up that like yeah. bimbo so from the of beach kind of vibe. me a bit. But um, it's good otherwise. Eric Banner is really scary. He's perfect for the role. Yeah, because he's really attractive but also can yeah. look like With those black terrifying. eyes. Like mm-hmm. his eyes are just it's so well done. His eyes are like two dead shark eyes, like mm. just soulless. Do you reckon he'll get an award? Uh, there's already been like Golden Globes and he wasn't nominated. Oh, yeah, She true. was. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, was going to say, was the show nominated? She was nominated. Maybe it'll... She's so good. I used to fucking love Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I still do. And she's just such a good she's actor. She's fab. And she's really good in this because she's quite... She, I mean, the fact that I am getting so frustrated means that she's playing it so well. Yeah. Where the daughters are like really at her about him and, she, and being really awful to him mm. and awful to her. And she's just very like ineffectual and kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, like, we've seen her be such a capable person in other shows. Friday Night Lights, yeah. Tammy Taylor, always knew what to do. And then in Nashville, I can't remember her character's yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, God, I loved her in Nashville. Uh, it's not Reba McIntyre because that's a real person. <laughs> it sounds like Reba McIntyre, yeah, though. they definitely, like, based it's it like on her. It's like you are Reba McIntyre. You just don't have the Reema name Reba. Reba McIntosh. Yeah. <laughs> Rina. Rainer? MacArthur. It was Rainer. Rainer. It was Rainer. Oh, my God. It actually was Rainer. Um, Rainer James? Rainer James sounds familiar. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, And she was it. obviously a boss in that. And in this, she's just a bit useless. Yeah. <laughs> and she plays it really well. She has always played really strong women. Mm. But I guess I suppose Deborah becomes strong in a way. Because yes. she's, she's a survivor. And, and you know what? She's fucking strong because she shared her story. Mm. And that's what I was thinking last night when I was watching it. I was like, you know, I'm here yelling about how I'm getting frustrated with her. And she would have she would have been kind of humiliated mm. by the whole experience. Yeah, totally. And to then open up and share with the podcast with the world is very brave, I think, and yeah. very strong. I think so too. And I think like, I mean, I don't really remember the, the start of it is that the LA Times, mm. the LA Times or an LA paper did a report on it but yeah like it's it could be a very humiliating tale Mm -hmm. if you've you know you've had your four marriages and you wanted this one to work and Mm -hmm. then it just happens that you ended up marrying a total sociopath (laughs) so it's like that would be hard to a hard Mm. pill to swallow as a person and then harder to have it all get turned into like this media circus about it but yeah it is and it it is kind of a good message I suppose for other people great I think it's a really good timing yeah because a few people in my life have met some interesting men, let's put it mm. that way. And then with all the Ted Bundy kind of stuff, it's that very, it can come in a package that you don't expect it to. Yeah. Like he looks like he's a successful, handsome doctor. Mm. It, it, it doesn't seem like that person could be what he really is. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying in your story about Ted Bundy, why it's important to remember that he was handsome. Yeah. Is that it can come in these packages and not to like not trust anyone, but just to be aware that just because someone's good looking and on the surface they seem like they're very, in inverted commas, normal, you know, they could be a psycho with a drawer full of arrest records. Yeah. So. Who ends up stabbing your daughter. Yeah. Spoilers abound. So that was a huge spoiler. I didn't expect that in the actual podcast. So I can't wait to see how it looks in the TV show. 
Um, so I wanted to tell you a fun story. Yeah. That, well, it's just a stupid story. But then I thought of something else to do with the story that made it like kind of crimey, but then mm-hmm. in a very real way, not crimey at all. Mm-hmm. So my sister had this massive night the other week. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, I was like, how's your head? <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, I spewed in the preschool next door. And I was like, what do you mean in the preschool? And she was like, I just like, I don't know why I decided to walk into their playground. Into the but premises. I like, she's like, you have to walk into the premises to do this. So I don't, I think she, I think she was thinking, get off the road, you know, like don't do it right. on the middle of the street yeah. where cars will see you. I'm assuming that's what she was thinking. Yeah. She went into the preschool and then just did this little chunder on the <laughs> playground, like grass. And then, because we're both living at home in the moment, saving money after exorbitantly expensive trips. Mm-hmm. And so she told me this in the morning and my dad was around. Mm. And then she's like, gotten really like hangover paranoid about yes. it and she was like like what if someone will like identify me like what if they were there was cctv like filming me or something or like they can identify me <laughs> from my vomit and i was like what they're okay, gonna dna test well, this is what I, mean. I was like dude no one's dna testing your vomit and then go and ask everyone in the area for right? swaps like I know. who did this and like why it wouldn't even necessarily be someone in the area and even if they cctv footage do you just vomited on the grass also, like kids vomit it could have been a kid. It could have been a you kid. You never know. Anyway, it culminated with my dad going over there with like a bucket of water and like washing her spew away, which is just fantastic area. let's face it, a middle-aged man in a preschool is fine. That's even worse. That's fine. Yes. Totally oh fine for him to be hanging out there on CCTV. <laughs> with a bucket like Hiding furtively. some kind of crime. <laughs> Great. That's definitely not as creepy as like a drunk girl spewing yeah. in the playground. Um, anyway, no, nothing has come of it, but yes. it reminded me like I do this all the time. I get maybe it's like a Mason thing, but I get like hangover paranoid all the time about crimes. Well, just doing bad shit when you're drunk, but not like bad shit. Like one time, an old job of mine had a um, Christmas party, and. The Christmas party was held in a cafe that was like owned by the building, if that makes sense. Oh, so yeah. I know anyway, so I was we were, like the glasses and stuff were all provided from there and yeah. I got really drunk and then I walked out with a oh, wine in a glass no. and then I was like walking along the street and I was like, I just remember this hazy feeling of looking at it going, oh my God, I've stolen a glass. Oh my God, they're going to find out because if I leave the glass here, this is how my brain was working. <laughs> if I leave the glass here, they can know that it was me. Yeah. I'd better throw it in the middle of the road and smash it to pieces. So, so I like hurled it. It's gone. Yeah. So I hurled this glass <laughs> into the road and I remember seeing it smashed to smithereens and in my head that was like the most logical way that to dispose of the evidence. Yeah. yeah. I love that like an outside observer that, saw you doing that would have just seen this drunk girl tottering along with a wine and stop suddenly <laughs> stare at the wine for a few seconds and then just hurl it into the middle of the road no. like, like no, okay. no logic to that at all yeah i don't have this paranoia yeah when you were telling me about this earlier i thought of an anecdote yeah to share where i got incredibly drunk it's actually to date the last time i spewed from drinking i'm not a big vomiter okay like Kate, obviously, is yeah. in the fucking preschool. I'll vomit pants over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, but this was the last time I vomited. It was actually 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so long. It was when I first started working in the media and went out and had too much wine of, like, different wines and just bad. And 
got home. No, then my friend had to, my housemate escorted me home. Like he was like looking after me. And then we went into the convenience store, which was the one we always went to. It was just near our house, like on the corner. And we kind of knew the guys that, not by name, but you know. And like my housemate went to buy cigarettes and I was standing next to him like swaying so drunk. And I was just looking down and I'm kind of the opposite where I get like, I want to do something naughty. Yeah. When I'm drunk and I was like, I'm going to steal these gobstoppers. <laughs> and I just picked up the go- gobstoppers and put them in my bag. <laughs> and my housemate saw me and then we <laughs> left and I was like, I just stole these gobstoppers. Like I shoplifted. And he's like, that's really bad. I'm pretty sure the guys saw you. You can't do that. And I was like, it's fine. It's gobstoppers. They're like $2. The next day he took, I didn't open them or anything. Yeah. And he made me feel bad. Then I went home, spewed everywhere. Yeah. Terrible. Beautiful. And then the next day I got home and he's like, I took the gobstoppers back. Oh, my God. To the Why guys. are you being such an annoying angel? And the guys were like, he goes, I'm sure you noticed that Josie took these last oh my night. God. And they were like, no, we, we didn't notice. And also, who cares? Like, you guys <laughs> are also, here all the time. Yeah, and also, like, this is more awkward. <laughs> yeah, Because we probably did, like, our stock take overnight or some shit. And now we're like, <laughs> yeah. great. Now we have to recount yeah. it. Yeah. Now we're in trouble with the boss. So then I gave him so much shit about taking my gobstoppers yeah. that for my birthday he bought me like four packets oh of them. Oh, my God, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh and you're like, God. I don't even like gobstoppers that much. I yeah, just I just wanted to steal something. Like mm. I get the opposite where I want to be a criminal. Oh, no, I want to be a criminal. I'm constantly stealing shit from pubs and stuff. <laughs> like I'm always like going home with like glasses and things yes. that I just don't need. And then I feel really – I do yeah. feel bad the next day though. I never felt bad about those gobstoppers. I mean, they're gobstoppers. I always feel bad when it's like a pint. Yes. My brother used to, when he first turned 18, he would steal a glass everywhere he went. And mum, I remember her saying to him one day, fuck, next you're going to come home with a bar stool. Like (laughs) he started with like shot glasses and then middies and then (laughs) pint glasses. She's like, next you're going to walk in with the stool from the bloody pub down the road. I think the worst one I ever did was I stole the black pool ball. That's I know. No, so I hate myself. Fucked. I hate myself That's so That's a really much. fucked thing to do. I know and I hate myself. <laughs> but I was really drunk in my defense and I was also like 22. So it's yeah. like not even – I can't be blamed for something that happened okay. over 10 years ago. But I didn't realize I'd done it until I woke up in the morning and found it in my handbag. Mm. And then I was like – Did you throw it into the middle of the road? I right? am the devil. Like mm. I'm actually a demon. I'm as bad as Ted Bundy. Mm. Like – the black bull ball, yeah. not even yeah. like one of the coloured ones. You could just sort of t- maybe take another, yeah. like a stripey out if yeah. it was a whole colour one, and then just like but deal with it. But it's the black one; ball. they need it. Yeah. I feel so bad. And they probably had to buy a whole. No one new can set ever finish their game of pool ever. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was a bad night. So okay. Yeah, but uh, the other thing you want to talk about oh. was the Golden State Killer because you've been listening to the podcast episode series. It's a series, right? Well, it's a series that Case File do. Yeah. So they do five. I think he does five. Wow, that's a lot. So, okay, in the last episode of All Aussie Mystery Hour, I say that I'm very methodical and I have to work through things from start to finish. Basically, I got those words out of my mouth and then completely did the opposite thing. Your personality just changed. I just changed and I've started picking and choosing case file and like I just mentally couldn't deal with five episodes of the Golden State Killer for a while so I've skipped forward I've been not 
listening to it. Some, some mm-hmm. just don't interest me. Like, no offense to the victims, your story doesn't interest me. <laughs> I'm not going to name what they are because that's mean. <laughs> but some, it's just not the kind of crime I'm necessarily interested in listening yeah. to. And Golden State Killer, I'm obsessed with, but I was like, I just can't tackle that right now. Yeah. So I've gone back to it and I've been listening to it for a few days. Oh my fucking god! I think because I've read *I'll Be Gone in the Dark*, I've listened to Paul Holes's *Audible*. I was just like, I don't want to listen to Case File doing it, yeah. but he does it in such a different way, in a very methodical, literally from victim one chronologically, he goes mm. through and describes every single crime. Even Paul Holes doesn't do that. Even yeah. *I'll Be Gone in the Dark*, she's she's picking, she's picking out and going back and forth. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's so fucked and he keeps so we've been talking about it in the group he keeps in the first two he does the voice so he He's when you're saying this voice. you're saying that the anonymous, the anonymous host, host is doing the voice is doing the voice no i thought you meant he was playing the no. recording so he does play the phone some victim fucking survivor actually that's what he calls him which i think is awesome yes um one survivor got a phone call where he's like i'll kill Oh my god! Okay. I hate when, even when you and then do he's the like, k- 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 I hate that the stuttering. Weird. Mm. So the whole series opens with that, and then he goes into it, and then I'm just up to him playing that now chronologically. But he's he what he was doing was he was acting out the attacks and going. Mm. Then the man grabbed the husband and said, "If you move, I'll fucking kill you." But he doesn't in his Australian accent. Yeah. But the Golden State Killer did this whisper. Yeah. And he'd talk through clenched teeth and like to disguise his voice almost, like a Batman vibe, but like a bad Batman. Mm -hmm. So he was like clenching so people wouldn't understand him. But the the Golden State Killer does that. I mean, the the host does that. Oh, God. And it's just like, no, you don't need to do it in your bogan Aussie accent. Yeah, which makes you sound like a John Jarrett in fucking... Yes, it's terrifying. Wolf Creek. so terrifying and like the stuff he's saying is obviously so fucking creepy like yeah. I like your body and all this weird stuff and I'm like mate you don't need to and someone in the group said that like real time when they were releasing these episodes he like went into his Facebook group and said oh some of you have said that that was unnecessary or trying something new out I'm not going to do it anymore and he hasn't been doing it oh so that's part sort of three. trying maybe dr- dramatising yes. it a bit more yeah so he still says what the Golden State Killer whispered but he just yeah. says it in his normal tone of voice and doesn't yeah. try and impersonate he was impersonating him which just which was is so unnecessary. unnecessary yeah he's not doing that now and honestly these episodes are brilliant like yes yeah. this five-parter that i'm listening to it's like i was home alone last night and i'm like i better not listen to it but i couldn't help myself it was just yeah. so good and then i was really creeped out because i was in the kitchen cooking and doing some dishes and like this golden state killer would sneak up on people like he'd let them himself into the house and then wait for ages no why why be that guy and then he'd like they wouldn't hear him and suddenly he'd put his hand over their mouth and i was doing the dishes which obviously the sink's against the wall Mm. and the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up yeah because i was like oh my god if someone's behind me i kept looking there's no one there um, so I stopped listening to it and watched The Golden Girls instead. Oh. I go from dark to very light. From Golden yeah. State Killer <laughs> to <laughs> Golden, Golden Girls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but uh, it's just, and you know a lot about the case. It's yeah. just, he was a demon. It's, I think what's the worst thing with him, was, which we've always talked about ever since we started reading Are We Gone in the Dark, mm. was that 
he played with his victims like that and like played with their mental health and like their sanity even and like just like those stories where he would have already attacked them and call back and things are over Mm. and then they would be lying there like blindfolded and gagged and so on and and then they'd be waiting for like 45 minutes Mm. like a long time and he'd close the door and yeah and make footsteps and they're waiting in silence and then just when they're like you know you would be starting to maybe go okay I could probably try and like get out of my mm. you know binding hand ties yeah. and so on he would be like boo yeah. up on their in their ear or something or like smash like, a plate fuck. or something yeah and it's just like that is I think so much of fear is to do mm. with that kind of having to have that level of anxiety for so long and it's just awful it's like okay so you're going to be a horrible person and like abuse someone and like destroy their life mm. via abuse and then you're going to also like, fuck with mm. their head even more afterwards, you piece of well, shit. yeah, that phone call that I was just doing. I love the hypocrisy of me being like, the case file guy does not need to impersonate the constabular and then I impersonated <laughs> yeah, the phone call. That phone call where he's like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. was like eight or nine months after he raped her. Yeah. So, so I wrong. said to you the other day, I don't understand how these people ever slept again. Because yeah. some, of the, some of them moved. I remember... Um, Paul Hall's saying that in his Audible series. Some of them move, like, straight away. They're like, fuck this. Mm. But um, some of them have no choice but to stay. Like, they couldn't afford to move or, you know, their families. Yeah. And, and maybe they were like, no, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to stay here. But yeah. then he'd call and, like, sometimes he'd taken their IDs and their mail and their keys. And, you know, how could you ever sleep knowing you got in once? And yeah. then he'd call and say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come back and kill you. Like, I just, I applaud every single person that managed to just get their way through life after dealing with that. Yeah. I just. Absolutely. I mean, I was scared in my house listening to a podcast about him 40 years later. Yeah. To actually live through it and he'd call them and torment them and it's just so scary. Well, it's like your body's been violated. Yes. But also your, you know, your safe space like your house Mm -hmm. your home has been violated because someone because I've experienced break-in I think we've talked about this you have too and like the feeling that your home Mm. has been invaded is in and of itself a terrifying experience that you have to get over it's like and I never got over it in the old place where I lived when that happened that house never felt 100% Mm. safe to me ever again Mm. so imagine if that happened plus you personally got violated like that's like a double whammy of shit you have to get over. Yeah. And then and then for him to continue that, mm. like, you know, fucked up yeah. mental state by calling yeah. nine months later, it's just like, yeah. dude, like you've already taken something that wasn't yours to take yes. and now you're going to, yeah. like, keep that person, you know, in this dark hole mm. for so long. It's just I hate it. Yeah, and even the fact they didn't catch him. Yeah. Like, I think... Of the decades. Because mm. apparently I haven't heard this in this podcast yet, the case file one, but I have I read this or heard it somewhere else. He called years later. He yeah. called like a decade later, one of them, just randomly saying, remember when we played? Yeah, I remember that too. I feel like it might have been in the book. Yes. And yeah. I think, like I've just read it in articles and stuff. Yeah. But he did years and years later. 
Not mm. even nine months. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like you maybe have actually moved on yeah. from this horrible experience, and then you get a call from your, you know, yeah. the, the person who violated you. And he's, and so he knows where you are. He's called you. It's just oh, fuck off, Golden State Killer. You I'm piece so of shit. glad, even though he's seven hundred years old, that they fucking caught Me him. Me too. It would really. It would. He it's didn't like get with away the with it. Kids, like I want yeah. that murderer to be found because they're the kinds of cases where you're like. No, no, you did a really, really, yeah, really bad you thing. You don't get to get away You've with that. Destroyed a family's mm. life. You know that family stayed in that house mm. for years, mm-hmm. waiting for their kids to come home. Like, no, fuck you. Mm. You get to get caught and punished. And like, you know, the I guess for a killer, I always imagine it would be quite humiliating. Yes. To get caught. The jig is up. You know mm. where it's like, oh, it's just you. Yeah. Like, you know, like part of it would be the power of yeah. being unknown yeah. anyway. Especially a very smart, organised killer like the Golden State Killer. He hasn't yeah. actually killed anyone yet where I'm up to. Oh, I'm So saying, it gets uh, he definitely so did. much worse for me and yes. I won't be listening to it at home yes. alone. No. People in the group were saying that they like had to stop it because they were home alone and nope. Yeah. Um, the group Absolutely. that we refer to. Mm. I mean, I'll just put this little plug in is our Facebook group. Yes. Aussie Mystery Hour podcast group on Facebook. Go there, request, we'll accept you because we love you. Yeah. And then you can talk about anything. And we're always in there. We're always there. We're, we're in there too much. We to be love honest. it. We love it. Um, maybe this is how we can wrap up our mystery minutes is just telling all the little information. Like yes. Our Instagram is all Aussie Mystery Hour. We post yep. on there. Oh, I was going to make a story today with the yeah, dog. We're pretty sporadic with it. I didn't. Uh, we have Twitter, <laughs> mystery underscore hour. As yet, not one tweet. No, we'll, it's almost become a game. Yeah, we'll never post on Twitter, but please follow us. Follow us for the time mm. that we eventually be- get really, really famous and have a social media yeah. person who gives a shit does and all that does stuff for us. Content. And then um, there will be a new full episode on Tuesday. Yep. That, that one we do stick to. This one? Who, who knows? knows? This one's a real just maybe flash in the pan. It's a palaver. Yeah. Is it a palaver? What's a palaver? I just love that word. Palaver's like, oh, what a fiasco, isn't it? it this is a bit of a yeah. fiasco. So it is a bit of a palaver. Yeah. But this is just something we're doing. It's a space for us to talk about non-Aussie yeah. mystery things that we just want to chat about. We essentially just can't fucking shut up. Yeah. So we just we keep love recording the our, voices. Of our own voices. Love it. On that note, see ya. See ya.